Spreading up beloved all across the globe. It's the Vibe Show. I'm your host, Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And tonight we have a special guest joining us on the show today. This guy here is actually, um, he's around the corner, man. Right up the street, man. Right from New Orleans, Louisiana, man. You like right around the corner from me. I'm talking about personal injury lawyer. This guy wears many hats. I'm talking about actor. You all seen him on the hit show Southern Charm, New Orleans. The one and only Mr. Justin Reese. What's good, my brother? Man, man, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> Here we go. What's good? Here we go. What's good? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's such an honor and a pleasure, man. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> you know what, man? I um b Before we even get started... It's, it's an honor, you know, and a pleasure for this opportunity, man. Like, we all been excited about this opportunity. And it's funny because, you know, I've been watching the show um, since it's been out. And you like one of my favorites on there. And I was saying to myself, I was like, man, I got I to gotta try to get him on the show. Now, this time, I didn't know your Instagram. I didn't know all of that. But I'm going to show you how, to, how, how God worked, man. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, I, I ended up becoming cool with... Um, Stephen, and not even knowing that, um, you know, you were one of his clients, and, and, and man, it was just a beautiful thing. When he asked that, I was like, yo, of course, I was so super excited. <laughs> so, man, I really, really uh, appreciate this opportunity from me and my team. Man, look, I'm, I'm glad to be here, man, and uh, I just love everything. I, I love what I'm doing, man. I love the spaces that I'm in. I love that I'm able to to, to help people doing personal injury work, I, 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 you know, I love the fact that I'm able to bring people, you know, entertainment on TV, man, and just try and bring joy and happiness in whatever ways that I possibly can. Right. You you know what's interesting though is um, you being uh, a personal injury lawyer, being able to balance both hats. Now before we before we dive into it, I would like to know. Um, was being um being a, a personal injury lawyer was that was that something that when you were going to school and, and was trying to figure things out what you wanted to do was was that something that you already had a vision on or what inspired you to even go into that career field man look i'm gonna tell you that actually kind of happened by default to uh -oh. be quite honest so when i first started college i went to morehouse in atlanta and I went in with the intentions of being a doctor, actually. Okay. And just like a lot of, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, incoming freshmen, you know, you have these dreams and goals. And I got there and I started taking all these science classes. And I thought I was pretty good at science. I mean, on the ACT, I got a 32 on the science section. Right. I did good in high school in science. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself walking in. And I'm going to tell you, when you get to college, man, science classes are just a completely different animal. Right. And and so long story short, man, I mean, I was I was passing, you know, and I was being able to move on to uh, to the next prerequisite. But my, my grades, at least in the science classes, because uh, I was psychology pre-med, um, they weren't as competitive, you know, as they needed to be for me to try to get into somebody's med school. So, you know, I had to start thinking about, you know, what am I going to do? 
Right. And look, God bless those who choose to after you know after undergrad who want to you know maybe go on to grad school and or do a post baccalaureate program and spend another two to four years to get to med school. I was like, I'm sorry, that's not gonna be for me. So I had to start <laughs> thinking about what's gonna be my next move. Yeah, yeah. And look, it came down to it. This is about to sound. This is about to sound even crazy. I was like, well, I can go to grad school and maybe get a PhD in psychology and become a clinical psychologist. And or do I go to law school? You right. know, I grew up and uh, my dad's uh, uh, at the time, you know, growing up, my dad was a practicing attorney. And when I was in college, that's when he became a judge. So I had been exposed to law all my life. Oh, OK. I'm about, okay. To make you laugh. I'm about to make you laugh right now. So I was like, do I want to write a 400 page book <laughs> and become a, a doctor, a Ph.D. doctor? Or do I want to write a 30 page paper? and become a lawyer. <laughs> and I said, you know what, that 30-page paper sound really sound good. Sound really, really good right now, right about now. Man, that's crazy. So you 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 come from um a high a high education background, man. What what was the um what was the household like, man? Um Oh man. <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm so blessed, man. Look, both of my parents have graduate degrees. My father has a law degree. My mother has two master's degrees from Tulane University. My dad has a law degree from Loyola, you know, University of New Orleans. And so education was put above everything. Right. It was put above sports. It was put above extracurricular activities. Matter of fact, sports and extracurricular activities were rewarded for grades. Ah. You know, my parents, my parents did not mess around with education. I mean, it was like there was no other option. So, like, you know, for me growing up, you know, yeah, I played football in high school. I'm a St. All guy. Went to St. All, played football, did well there. But after it was all said and done, my parents was like, we don't care about football. Care <laughs> right. About right. You, you know, let me ask you something, too, like, while, while we on that subject. Do you, did, did at any time, did you feel um, pressured in any kind of way or, or, wanted to to maybe sway away from that but i mean of course you didn't have an option but um do did you feel pressured in any type of way with having two high with, with having two parents um that that have have a deep-rooted um educational background well um, it, it wasn't necessarily pressure it was a it was just a high expectation uh, you know uh for excellence Right. And that was just something that both my parents had instilled in me and my brother growing up. And, you know, for us, you know, like I said, anything we wanted to do was revolved around schoolwork. Right. But, you know, I can remember saying, hey, Dad, can I go to this to this high school talent show? He said, yeah, but first let me see your homework and your test. <laughs> right. So, you know, if I wanted to go to a dance, he's like, yeah, you can go. What did you get on that test last, uh, this past week? Yeah. So, Anything I ever wanted to do was always revolved around grades. You know, same thing with football. You right. know, my parents, you know, they didn't play that. If I wasn't making the grades, they were going to pull me. And I was like, football to me at that time was everything. So I did what I had to do to stay on top of it. You know what? And that, and, and, and that's dope, too, because that kind of set the tone um, at a young age for 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 when you step out into the real world too because those expectations were set like that and I'm pretty sure that you carried that on um in your adult life as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean look, you know, it taught me from a very early age, man. You know, you have to learn how to begin to manage the time because if I want to play ball and the the expectations that my parents had for me with schoolwork, 
So I had to manage my time. I had to work hard. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff definitely helped, you know, carry me as I grew older, matured into, you know, even more, you know, uh, life decisions that had an even more pro- profound impact on my life. Right. Excuse me. Give, give me one. Give me one sec. I need to grab something real quick, man. Excuse me. Yeah. One second, man. I'm not all the way prepared. Forgive me. Hey. Um. I'm back, my brother. My bad, man. Please you forgive good. me, brother. Don't hold it against your brother, man. <laughs> man, you know now. It's just with 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 you doing the law thing, you know, and I know that it's gonna be a super dope um story on how you ended up um doing the Southern Charm um show. And I I, I wanna get into that. But I wanna I wanna talk about I wanna continue to talk about your law practice because I'm I'm very very uh very very impressed with um number one um your personality I think that it's absolutely I, I love how you represent you know you represent for the culture um and and I also like the role um that you that you're playing and I'm not gonna necessarily say that it's a role I really think that that's who you are on the show and I like I like the fact that it's allowing you to to be who you are because you know a lot of these shows man that uh a lot of us you know we get on these shows and stuff like that and they want you to play this character or they want you to okay well you're gonna be the bad the bad uh girlfriend who gonna pop up from another city and come in and then you know you know you know what i'm saying you you know the script man come in i need you to toss a couple tables around but i like the fact that um it's it's it, it's on a professional level and it's representing well. You know, you guys have your little your little ups and downs or whatever. But at the at the end of the day, I like I like I like how you how you carry yourself and represent, man. And and um, like I say, it's it's really it's really an honor. Now I want to talk about like you going into that particular field um, as an injury a- a- attorney. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. What what made because you could have chose any law field. Oh yeah. Why that one? So my my story coming out of law school was actually very interesting. Um, you know, personal injury was something that I truly considered because I learned very early on. And look, much respect to all of my colleagues who do a lot of defense work. Um, you know, who work for these to these big firms and doing very very good work and uh, very prestigious work. But I knew early on that wasn't the type of law that I wanted to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I knew I couldn't, I couldn't spend my everyday, you know, legal, legal, uh, uh, doing my legal work, doing billable hours. Right. That just wasn't something that I felt where I would be most productive and where I would be really good at. And so I learned that very early on. And so, you know, I started thinking about, you know, what types of law that I want to do. Personal injury was definitely one of them. And then the other side of it, I was coming out of law school in 2008 um, when I got my JD. I did an extra year of law school. I went to Temple Law, got an LLM, which is an advanced law degree. I specialized in litigation. So coming out in 2009, we all know that was at the time of when the housing market crashed, yeah, stock yeah. market crashed, you know, 
everything was crashing and falling apart and there were there were hiring freezes and you know government jobs i mean it was just a big domino yeah you know uh, you know i was thinking about even being a prosecutor you know was offered a job in uh, miami's uh you know state attorney's office to be an assistant uh, uh, uh asa which is a prosecutor and those were hiring freezes because the big firms you know were losing work and right. so people weren't moving on right and i'm you know starting to kind of freak out what am i going to do here well, the one thing that remained constant was that even during that recession that we had um, 10 years ago now, people were still getting hurt in auto accidents. People mm-hmm. were still getting hurt offshore. People were still getting hurt, you know, or unfortunately, like, really bad accidents where people were dying. That was the one piece of law or area of law where you still had a lot of work. And so I had to kind of go where the work was. And right. it almost, it pretty much made a, made my decision for me. Mm-hmm. And look, look, I'm a man of God. I believe everything happens how it's supposed to. And it has all wound up working out for me and still continue to work out for me. You know what? That, that, um, that's absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Um, and, and man, I'm telling you, God, God work in mysterious ways, man. And it's good that you're rooted and, and, and grounded in that. So, um, with with that experience with with um dealing with with law injury um because you know I, I always wondered that man because I always see the Mars Bart commercials and and um all of these other commercials or whatever and you know you got the you got your people on the commercials saying oh uh Mars Bart got me 150 million dollars uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I wanted to ask you um like like, like, how does it work? Can we kind of, like, uh, give a, a, a short synopsis of, like, um, let's, okay, I get in an accident. Um, I come in. I come to see you. And, uh, uh-huh. I, um, I, of course, uh, you ask me a series of questions. Um, and then, like, you, you, you take my information, um, what I give you, and then I'm, I'm assuming that you do your research on it. And, like, like how, how does it work? Like, if we could do, like, a short briefing of it so my listeners can sure. get an understanding of how it works so so kind of just based on what you see from those commercials where people are throwing around those big numbers right well let me let me start off by, by saying this the way that you're going to get paid is through someone that will the person who caused your injury who's caused the accident is going to be through their insurance policy. Mm, okay. that's the way you're going to get paid okay it's very difficult to go up to someone personally so just just to say the only money available is the insurance policy and that insurance policy is going to dictate of what the value of your case is going to be. So, for example, you know, those numbers that they throw around are usually commercial policies. Mm. It'll be a policy that has, like, a company vehicle, or it'll be an Uber, if you're an Uber or a Lyft passenger, um, you know, or someone that, that may have, like, a lot of assets, and if somebody, they cause an accident, they're going to have a really big policy. Okay. That's the only way you're going to be able to even to attempt to get to numbers like that because the majority of uh, Louisianians around here are driving around with minimum limits policies, meaning that that's what we call uh, $15,000. Right, absolutely. So, so if you get if you get an accident and someone has a, what they call a 1530, which means it's a $15,000 policy, that first number is the most amount of money that one person can receive from that policy. Oh. That second number is the total number that that policy will pay out if there's more than one person. Got so, you. 
Yeah, so if the person who hits you only has $15,000, the max that you can get, it's not even guaranteed you're going to get that, but the max you're going to get is $15,000. And then that's going to be dependent upon, you know, the extent of your injuries, what type of treatment you did, how much of your medical bills. So you got to play all that into, uh, into it as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I wondered about that too because it's like, um, uh, you know, a few friends of mine or whatever, you know, they um, – had had situations or whatever and and you know they had them going the day lawyer had them going to therapy and 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 it was real real vital that they you know attend these sessions and 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 you know go and and get the proper uh medical records and everything because all that plays a factor into oh, yeah. that 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 um ending number I'm gonna tell you man I've had some very unfortunate situations where I've had you know I, I'll give you an example I've had four cases that resulted in a death, okay? Oh, four separate cases that resulted where someone unfortunately passed away. Right. Three of the, well, one of the four cases, the person who caused the accident had no insurance, and then the person who passed away didn't have any what they call uninsured motorists or underinsured motorists on their policy. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and tell the family that there was no money. Oh. Their, their, their family members just died, and there's no money for me to go get the wow. other three uh, cases where the person passed away, they had the minimum limits policy. So the most that I was able to collect when someone passed away, unfortunately, was fifteen thousand dollars. And let me ask you this: out that out out that fifteen, um, like how, how how would that be broke down as far as as far as for you? Not to get too personal, but just trying to get an no, overall no. understanding you know, on I'm it. Gonna tell you, to be quite honest, in 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 that situation, man, um, I take it case by case. Mm-hmm. It was actually three adult children. Oh, um, yeah. You know, their mom passed away, and so what I did was I significantly in that particular situation I reduced the fee because if if we look at it, it was going to be three adult children. You know, my fee is a, generally a third because mm-hmm. we work on the contingency fee. Mm-hmm. So there's ten thousand dollars left over, and therefore each child adult child would have been taking home $3,333.30 oh, yeah, for their mom yeah. who passed away. Man. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one. That's a tough it's one. Tough. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. So that's why I always say, you know, when you look at these commercials, you know, you cannot be fooled in thinking that when you get in an auto accident that you're going to get that kind of money. It doesn't work like that. Right. It, it is only going to be based upon the amount of insurance that is available. Um, and then from there, it's going to be dependent upon the extent of your injuries, what your injuries are, and what type of treatment you have. Right, right. And and um, the King Firm, um, what's the atmosphere like over there? Because I've done some research, and you guys, you guys got some uh, phenomenal uh, attorneys over there. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, man, we have created a culture, man, where, you know, we, we truly, truly want to focus on the clients. And, you know, and, and part of the philosophy is, like, look, making a lot of money is great, mm-hmm. but I've found when you truly focus on the clients and you focus on the service of the clients, everything else falls into place after that. Right. Don't even think about the number. Don't even think about the dollars. Think about the client. Think about what the client needs. And once you get all that stuff lined up, the money follows right behind that. Don't put the money first. Put the client first. I like that. I like that, Reese. Now, 
now this is this is this is this is interesting man okay so now successful attorney working for a successful firm everything everything is good now how does southern charm how, how does this transition go to you you put on the the acting hat the actor hat now let's talk about that so, you know, part of it is, well, you know, actually we're living out our true lives. So what you're seeing is everything that I've told the producers and the, and the production team and what's going on in my life. And they literally just, they capture it and they film it. So what you're seeing are like my real emotions, is my real life, my real relationships, my real issues, my real highs, my real lows. You know, so you're getting the, the, the true essence you know, of me. And, you know, I got involved with this project, um, you know, started off with, you know, some of the other cast members and it just kind of spider went from there. You know, they were asking the producers and the, the production team were asking, Hey, we're looking for this type of guy. We're mm -hmm. looking for this type of woman. And my name got thrown in the hat. Really? So when they reached out to me, you know, I said, you know, they asked me if I wanted to participate and kind of see where things would go. And I thought, sure, why not? I mean, and by that time, the worst they was going to do is tell me no. <laughs> right. What, what, what am I do? What am I going to do? Go right back to practice in law and doing what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. Back to regular schedule program. Right. Right. So I felt like I had everything to gain and, and nothing to lose, essentially. And and I'm gonna tell you, I mean, it, it's been it's been absolutely a surreal experience. It's been a very humbling experience, a very exciting experience. You know, there's times where it's even a little bit aggravating. But overall, man, I've truly just enjoyed uh, being a part of it and being able to, you know, do my best to show people outside of Louisiana, you know, to me what New Orleans is, what it means, and a little bit of, like, my relationships and my life. Right. Now, um, and, and, and that's another thing, like, one would have to, to really be um, confident with, within self to um to because everybody's not comfortable having the cameras on them all the time like that so right. that's a different type of um comfortability within self too and that that says a lot um as far as far as like was that something that you had to had to discuss with your significant other to see if she would be comfortable with it or was she a part of or you guys came together as a package like hey look this is something we gonna do it so that's actually a that's a good question, man. So when I first started this process, uh, my girlfriend Kelsey and I weren't even in a relationship at that time. Okay. You know, I started. You know, we started doing everything. I was single, and look, this you know doing this whole thing. I mean, it takes it takes some time for them to put it together, and then just throughout throughout that time, you know, Kelsey and I got together, and she became a part of it. I gotta I gotta you know I gotta admit I kind of dragged her more so along with it than she necessarily you know volunteered to sign up for it but uh she definitely joined in and uh hit the ground running though right and and and, and doing a great job too do you do do they um do they have to ask you like because i always i always wondered like um as far as like with the with the camera people and and stuff like that or whatever, like they are actually filming twenty four seven. 
Well, no, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not twenty four seven. So the way it works is they the producers come in and they talk to all of us and they okay. ask us every single thing that's going on in our lives. You know, both professionally, socially, personally, everything that's going on. Right. And they even all the way down to when does the landscaper come in and cut your grass? I mean, they want to really? know everything. Wow. And so from there, what they do is they go back and they discuss, well, you know, Justin has this going on in his life. He's getting ready to do this fundraiser or he's getting ready to do this event. How can we get the other castmates involved? Uh, and they'll kind of weave and say, hey, Justin, is there anybody in the cast that, that you would get to help you out to put this on? Yeah. Okay, great. Who would you do that with? And then, boom, we got that set up. And then, you know, Barry, for example, had his fashion show because he's launching his new uh, line, you know, First Team Apparel. Right. And so he was doing his fashion show and wanted the guys to be a part, to be models. So that was a big thing for him. So he had, and so now we become a part of that. And, you know, it just kind of starts, you know, all the dots kind of start connecting. And so what happens, you know, by us still being intertwined and us, you know, they're, 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 still, they're still doing it very organically, mm-hmm. you know, that's how they kind of create the show based around everything that we have going on. Man, that's dope, man. That that is dope. And you know, to have it to have it being done um, right there, you know, close to home like that, and 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 for it to not be a ratchet show, you know, like that's so refreshing, man. You know, that's why I enjoy watching it because I enjoy watching um, professionals. You know, yeah. I, I love watching professionals because we got so much ratchet stuff on TV right now that, I mean, it's just off the chain right now, man. I'm going to tell you, man, look, you know, and no disrespect to the other shows out there, but if if I was, if my show that I'm doing right now required, there, required you know, multiple security guards <laughs> while we were filming yeah there was physical physical altercations yeah that would be the point in time where i'm like you know what this is where i gracefully bow out yeah and i'm gonna go right back to just focusing on my legal career <laughs> and service in my community and doing other things in life right right that, that truly is not something that i want to be a part of you know what like how do you how do you um how do you balance the two um, as far as, well, actually, uh, three things now. Because, I mean, you know, with being on television like that, that attracts a whole different type of um, lifestyle. You know, with being on TV all the time and, and you, know, be, you know, being that public figure on TV. Well, you know, that and then, you know, trying to balance a relationship and, and, and being on the show and, and, you know, being a, you know, a productive attorney and, and, and doing community, uh, community um, activities as well. And, and how do you how do you balance it all? And now with, you know, having this wearing the Southern charm hat now, because that puts you in a different type of light now. So I'm pretty sure it's a lot of I'm, different people tough, coming. Man. I'm going to tell you, it's tough. And sometimes, i got to be honest, man, sometimes I feel like I'm barely hanging on, to be right. quite honest. Right. Uh, because, you know, you know, it, it's multifaceted. One, I mean, the one good thing is uh, with the show, they're not following us around every single day 24-7. Right. You know, when we film, we're only filming for, you know, let's call it, you know, 
11 to 12 weeks, and then we're done uh, okay. uh, throughout, throughout the year. Uh, so at least so far, because we're still a very brand new show. We're not sure how things, if things like, you know, obviously the momentum keeps picking up. I don't know how, what that's going to evolve into, but like so far it's only been once a year for 11 to 12 weeks. So, okay. you know, it's not like I'm filming year round. Right. Uh, but even when I am filming, you know, I still have to maintain my legal practice. So, exactly. you know, I've been very fortunate to have a very supportive uh, staff um, and, um, you know, who's helped me and kept me grounded and kept me organized, made sure that even while I'm filming, things are, are on point, you know, everything is getting to court. All my documents are getting filed, so I've got a great support staff. Um, you know, I've got a great family, a great girlfriend who's very supportive, you know, with all the other social things that are going on to kind of help me keep me in check and make sure that I'm at this event and that event. Because if not, I would definitely be running around here <laughs> like a chicken with my head cut off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, that has been, they've been very helpful and supportive. Uh, on that ish, on that front as well. So I mean, I've just got, I've just got great people around me, man. Overall. Yeah, man, and um, that 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 definitely helps. That definitely helps. Um, would you say that? Um, now you know another thing I wanted to ask you too with with filming is it is it specific designated areas um, that they try to keep you guys in to maybe um, show a certain type of look or it's just organic and you guys, it, it just follows you. Well, no, man. I mean, they literally follow everything that's going on in our lives and, you know, what's happening and how it affects us and, you know, how does it affect everybody else around us? Right. Can you ever say, uh, you know what, yo, um, we don't want, we, we don't want this part filmed. Or you have to sign something saying, you know, it's it's we all in, and when you all in, you all in. That that's the the arguing or the disagreement or, or whatever. We have to show all of that. Uh, you if you sign up for it, man, you all in. Wow. You are you are all in. You are all in. But I could tell you, I tell you what, man. When you're when you're doing that though, there's actually something very kind of cathartic, or even uh, therapeutic you know, about doing that as well. Because you'd be surprised as to how many people relate to you, you know, when you're going through those type of things. Right. Look, you're not going to win everybody's heart, and you're not going to be able to please everyone, and people are going to have difference of opinions. You'll have, you know, people that are completely against you, but you'll be surprised at the amount of people that are for you mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Man, that that's... I just think that that's I just think that that's amazing. Do you have like um do they provide a stylist for you or do you have a stylist or have you acquired that or is that something that that you would eventually have or you you feel like that's not even necessary? You know, one of the things, man, um I just I generally just go get my own stuff. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a stylist uh per se. Um the only thing that I kind of do are my suits. Um you know, I've you know I've gotten to a certain point in my career where I've been able to have you know you know clothier store stores of bespoke stores where they make my tailor make my suits mm -hmm. for me. But other than that, everything else that you see me wear is stuff that I go buy from the stores on my own. That's dope. That's really dope, man. 
So like, with how do, how does the um the 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 travel spots get picked out? I always wondered that in the show too because I noticed like on on a lot of the shows um, which I don't watch a lot of them um, but the ones that I do watch I always notice that eventually they um, <coughs> excuse me that they would take a nice trip somewhere or something like that a getaway or something I guess that's would that be considered some downtime for everybody or. How does that how does that come into play? Do they get with y'all like, hey, look, where you guys want to go? Or somebody decides, hey, look, well, we want to go here. Um, I guess it depends on every show is different. Um, it also depends on what's going on. Like, for example, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. right? I just saw and I actually know uh, one of the cast members. Um, really well we went to Morehouse together he's married to uh Eva Marcio that's uh Mike Sterling oh yeah yeah absolutely and uh so Mike and I went to Morehouse together but I saw on a lot of their Instagrams they were all in Toronto this past weekend for mm -hmm. a Caravana Festival right? right uh one of the other cast members uh Tanya uh, she's originally from Canada and I believe she's from Toronto so it was just kind of like one of those things like hey guys Let's take a trip to my hometown. It's the big carnival season. It's Caravana. It's going to be fun. And that's one example of how things, you know, how a trip can happen. You know, ah. it's related to her. It's where she's from. It's what she knows, what she's experienced as part of her culture. And she's bringing the group to experience that as well. You know? That's dope. Um, so that's just, that's one example of it. You know, um, I know for us, uh, Rachel... Um, had a had a friend that had a beautiful house in Destin, you know, just a, a nice little weekend getaway that was a you know a four hour drive, you know that wasn't too far. It just worked. It was the beach, so you know everybody was down. So that's how that worked out. Man, that's nice. That's nice. So you 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 be able to work, enjoy some downtime too, man. Like you really really uh like you say, man. You you really really enjoying um enjoying the fruits of your labor man all of the hard work that was uh being put in so now is, is there um do you do you have the acting bug now you know i actually i did take some acting classes my last semester of college man and uh you know I, there was something I, i'm gonna say say what now oh no go ahead sense it definitely makes sense because you know i asked that because you know with these type of opportunities like that sometimes that little bug will hit you you know and then sometimes too um other opportunities would just um present themselves you know just by you know they might like like your like the way that you are on the show so opportunities uh -huh. would just come you know what i'm saying sure i could see i could definitely see that I can see that. <laughs> well, like I said, look, I'm I'm open to it. 
if if the opportunity presents itself, I would definitely, you know, look into it. Uh, but it's not, I'm not about to move to Los Angeles to <laughs> pursue an acting career, I can tell you that. That's to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to just, you know, I'm not going to dive in like that, huh? Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that, man. Um, any any encouraging words that um, that you could drop on anybody that, um, that may be thinking about um, pursuing a law degree or um, a career in, in law? Um, could you, could you drop a few jewels on them, um, as far as, you know, some uplifting, some words of motivation or some form of direction? No, absolutely, man. Um, I definitely say that anybody that wants to pursue a legal career, you know, my, my, my biggest advice to you is first and foremost, follow the money. If a school is willing to give you a scholarship, do not get caught up in the rankings. Mm. Um, to me, the rankings mean absolutely nothing at you know at the end of the day follow first and foremost follow the money do not put yourself in the financial debt that comes with law school uh it's not worth it you know make sure you go to an accredited law school yeah um you know because you want to you want to be able to move wherever you want to go to practice law so make sure you go to an accredited law school and then the other thing is, you know, maybe go to a school where you think you may want to practice law. And, like, as where as that city is concerned. Uh, right. Because you'll find yourself, when you're there for three years, you're meeting practicing attorneys who are alumni of that school who are in that city and could potentially be your employer one day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of networking as well. So that, that would be my biggest thing, to, uh, my takeaways when, when thinking about law school. Right. I appreciate that. Can I get your perspective on um, on 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 what's going on? Because I know you know, like you are you originally from New Orleans? Oh yeah. Born okay. Away. Let me ask you this: with growing up um, in New Orleans, um, with with everything that that's been going on um, as of lately and um, in the past. How did how, how did you um and I know you know you come from um a good background and um great parents good support system but those those vices are still out there um how did you how did you stay guarded um from those from those vices and temptations and um any words you can give to to any other people on ways uh, or you know to avoid avoid that you know, I will say this. You know, growing up, I grew up with people from all walks of life. And, you know, you just have to, you have to make, you have to be able to make that conscious decision of do what is truly right and what is truly wrong. And a lot of times people are scared mm-hmm. to separate themselves from bad influences because it might have been someone that you grew up with and you knew for a long time. But I can tell you this. You know, if you're hanging around people that aren't doing right and who aren't uplifting you and who aren't motivating you, who aren't, you know, who aren't doing good things themselves that are motivating you to be a better version of yourself. Right. You know, at, at some point you got to learn how to, to cut the strings and you've got to be able to move forward because no matter if you're hanging around like that, it's, I know it's so cliche, but birds of a feather flock together. Oh, and absolutely. People will ultimately drag you down 
I mean, if you're around negative people who are doing negative things, even just people who are just saying negative things all the time, right? It, it will ultimately affect your psyche, and it'll affect your way of thinking. It'll affect your productivity. So you just need to put yourself around people who are positive, people who are doing great work, people who are motivating you, inspiring you, and just want to do do stuff to help you be a better version of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the uh in, in the in the future, what could we um what could we what what could we what could we look for? Because I know that um, you know, you, you have your law practice. Any any uh community activities or, or anything that, that you have going on that, that we can look out for? Um, I can tell you generally during Thanksgiving, um I've done uh like a turkey giveaway drive. Mm-hmm. I know that's definitely several months from now. Um, one of the things that I was looking at doing, um, you know, we always do a, a, coach, a coach for kids drive with my law firm right. in the wintertime as well, um, around Christmas. Um, you know, I think I want to try and do something maybe a little bit sooner, um, just trying to figure out what that is. I mean, obviously, I'm always, you know, always looking to help more people with my legal practice. I mean, I hope, I hope people don't need my services, but if family, your family, your friends, or yourself need my services, you know, please let myself know, let let me know, let my firm know, so that way we can help you and help you uh, move through that process. And then the other thing is I just I, I want to continue to just, you know, entertain people on Southern Charm, whether I'm making them laugh or whether they're understanding that, look, I'm not a perfect person. You know, I deal with adversity right. and that they're able to understand my story and can, can see what I'm going through and empathize and say, you know what, I can relate to this guy. He's real. Um, and and just know that I'm trying to be the best version of myself. Right. And can we can we put um can we put your social platforms in ways that um people can can connect with you whether they need um a personal injury lawyer or they need some advice or consultation or anything. Can we put your um ways that they connect out there? Oh, absolutely. So I am on Instagram and Twitter at the Justin Reese. Uh, my law my law office is located here in New Orleans, the Mid City. I'm at the King Firm. You know, my office number is five zero four nine zero nine King, which is five four six four. If you've got legal questions regarding any injuries, whether you've been hurt in an auto accident, uh, it's been an offshore accident, mesothelioma family member that has unfortunately passed away or a friend wrongful death whatever the case may be any type of accident related injuries please give me a call absolutely and um let's let's put that uh the southern charm time out there too oh you got it (laughs) this look this sunday is our season finale sunday at nine eight central on bravo tv absolutely absolutely now I wanna um I wanna ask you this and you've been dropping uh dropping some nuggets the whole time. Um but I, I gotta ask you this too for for overall, you know, not just for people that, that may be trying to um pursue the law career. Um overall overall people that, that may um need some words of uplift or need some encouragement or maybe um feeling down about self or whatever and um you know you're in a good space if you could just lift them up with some words of encouragement man i I really would appreciate it my absolute pleasure you know you know everybody you know we all face adversity 
um, in some form or fashion. Obviously, some situations are much greater than others. You know, but the one thing my father always taught me, he said, son, no matter how hard it rains, no matter how heavy the storm, the winds can be blowing left and right, throwing you all over the place, knocking things down. And it seemed like things could be impossible. But every storm passes. And what happens after, what happens after every storm? That sun always that sun comes, comes right out. back out. And it shines bright and it feels great. So as tough as, tough as things may, may be, you got to be strong and just weather that storm because when a storm passes, the sun will always come back out. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much again, man. It was a pleasure. You know you're going to have to come back on the show again. We got some more stuff that we're going to have to talk about. Um, and I want to do like a, um, maybe we could have like a call-in um, session where sure. we can get some people to call in for some, um, to ask you some questions that may need questions about um a accident or, or anything, man. I really would. I really think that'd be dope, to. man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Let's put those. Let's put them platforms back out there one more time. Ways they can connect with you. And you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at the Justin Reese. And the law firm again. Absolutely, I'm at the King Firm in Mid City on Canal Street, New Orleans. Ring the King five zero four nine zero nine King. Absolutely. Wishing you more, more blessings, more, more success, my brother. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for this great opportunity. Man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's the Vibe Show. I'm your host, Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, the one and only, Mr. Justin Reese. We out.